welcome back to Bossy Gloss. Today I'm so excited about my guest as well as the topic that we will be discussing. Today's guest is Dr. Michelle Hernandez. Michelle is a good friend of mine and she is also a veterinarian which is super awesome. She's such a girl boss. We will be discussing all things puppies relating to bringing a new puppy into your home, training, and different tactics that everyone should know if they're interested in getting a dog or if they do have a dog themselves. Let's get bossy. Hi, Dr. Hernandez. I'm so excited to have you on this episode of Bossy Gloss. It's so awesome to have you not only as a really good friend of mine, but as a veterinarian who I can refer to and also call you up for any questions that I'm having or my family's having with their pets, especially puppies. But I'm so excited to have you and welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? How's everything? How's work? What's your specialty and what? So I'm, I'm a general practice veterinarian. So essentially everything from your normal puppy visits to your ill visits is what I see on a daily basis. Um, work has been good. We're, we're still very open and uh, our, our days are pretty busy now. Um, now that everyone's home and starting to notice things that are going awry with their pets. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's about it. That's awesome. And you've been obsessed with, you know, learning the ins and outs of animals. You've always loved animals from since we were little. What really struck you on wanting to be a vet when you grew up? I guess just loving animals and loving my own pets and other people's pets. Uh, But also, I I really enjoyed science growing up. And so, you know, when I volunteered at at veterinary hospitals, I I enjoyed learning from the veterinarians that I followed. And I just loved everything about it. And so I I knew probably from a little earlier than high school that this is what I wanted to do. I think it's super awesome. There's so much. It's such a large category. And you went to school for so many years and then you added your specialty and now you're working, which is super exciting. Yeah, no, it is. I'm I'm so happy to to finally be at work. And uh, you know, it was it was a hard, hard few years of school, but I I'm happy that it's it's done now and I'm I'm learning from the vets I'm with now. It's been a great experience have your own puppy winged her and now you have your own house so you have her being trained in your house right now correct yeah so I got her in the middle of my third year nope in my the middle of my second year which is uh one of the toughest years of veterinary school but I'm happy I did it it was it was definitely it was difficult to manage both at the same time but you know raising her in the city really her exposure has been phenomenal and so she I can trust her around all different types of people and animals and I don't I don't really have to worry about her and it gave me a great step up on on just training mm-hmm. it's it's been a, a positive experience you're awesome you're superwoman I feel like you could do everything <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop uh, 
it was good. It was, it was, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Certain there was definitely days I, I cried, but uh, <laughs> there's always hard days, but it, it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. So speaking about puppies, what are some things people should keep in mind right now since we're all home? Most of us, people are looking to adopt puppies or have their new puppies and they have a lot of time to spend with them. So what should people be aware of bringing a new pet into their house? That is very, very relevant right now. Um, We're definitely seeing an influx of people getting puppies now that they have all this time and they want to fill that time with something. Um, So there, there definitely is a few, a few things that I find to be important that people should know prior to getting a puppy. So one, it is a large responsibility. So, you know, you're going to be caring for a living thing and this living thing requires time. It requires a lot of money. You need to have plans for what to do with this puppy when you do go back to work or when you're working. And if you work for extended periods of time, um, if you're going to be sending your dog to daycare, if you're going to be having someone stop by your house and just knowing that those things do cost a significant amount of money and you have to set that aside each month. Um, On the money side of it, um, so there's one, you have to buy food for your your puppy. You have to take into account that there are veterinary visits. So with puppies, you generally start vaccinating at the time of eight weeks and then you go till about 16 weeks. And you're gonna be going every two weeks to every four weeks to get boosters. So then they can be fully vaccinated by the time that they're 16 weeks, which is when their maternal antibodies wane. So that's a lot of veterinary visits. And then you have to also take into account that your puppy is going to get sick. It is inevitable. So whether it's when your dog is that first year or you know, further down the line, it's going to get sick at some point. And so you just have to take into account that there's going to be money coming out at, at some point. So we do recommend when you first get your puppy or when you get even an older dog, when you adopt, definitely invest in, in pet insurance, whether it's, you know, True Panion, Pet Plan. Uh, those are the two big ones, but there's other, other pet insurances out there as well. Um, with, you know, on the lines of, of pet insurance, it's important to really look at what they cover as well. So you know, knowing what breed of dog you are getting and then what diseases that dog usually gets. So, you know, with, for example, Doran Pinchers, they tend to get a heart disease called dilated cardiomyopathy. And so if you were to get that dog, you'd want to make sure you get a pet insurance that covers that disease. Other thing to, to note when you do get a puppy or when you're looking for a dog that you want to take into your house, you have to know what type of lifestyle you have, and then you have to match it to to the dog you want to get because not all dogs are equivalent um you know if you have a rabbit free roaming in your house you know obviously a pet rabbit you Mm -hmm. probably don't want to get a rat terrier in your house because that rat terrier will try to kill your rabbit or let's say uh if you're going to be running a lot you might not want to get the dog that is really small that can't run with you or you know, vice versa. If you're a couch potato, you shouldn't really get a dog that is going to constantly want to go outside and, and play and you, you are unwilling to do that for your dog because it's just not a good match. So it's 
it's important to definitely do your research on breeds because there there is a huge difference between each breed and, and how they act. Beyond that, let's see. There's some element of that you have to prep for this dog coming into your house. And so that's, you know, making sure that you have a fence so that your dog doesn't run away. And so some people on some people will use electric fences and, you know, I'm not against it, but you just, uh, you have to know that electric fences don't work hundred percent of the time. So eventually dogs will learn that they will only get shocked for, let's say a, a three second period mm-hmm. when they go beyond the borderline of the fence and then they are free to go. So if whatever is beyond the fence line is really worth it to them, they will run. Uh, so, you know, investing in fences, investing in, uh, toy costs and getting a crate, puppy food, your flea tick and heartworm prevention that's year round. Yeah, so it's a lot lot to think about. That's really important. I didn't really think about matching the lifestyle because, you know, a lot of people are like cute or I love these types of dogs, but I grew up with a black lab, which I was young and the dog was trained already and everything. And then Maggie, which she was a mutt. So she was trained in the animal house and then my parents trained her. So I was young still, but being older now that say I would want a dog, this is a huge responsibility and making sure that for my life and the dog's life, everything's equal that, or even the dog owners that they understand, you know, it's not just all fun and games. It's like a kid. Yeah. Get it into your (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I 100% agree and I actually um when you mentioned electric fence I babysat this family who adopted I think a Great Dane and their kids were in elementary school <laughs> and they they got an electric fence because their house was under construction and I I was going crazy because they have little kids the dog grew so quick and then their house was under construction so the dog could open the doors himself and jump all over the place <laughs> so it was just not a match <laughs> yeah yep but I think that's super helpful and you really took a lot of time and effort into training your puppy and I think that if I was to get a dog I would definitely work with you super closely <laughs> you have really great tips what are some training techniques that work maybe for every dog or for most dogs I think the most important thing when you are training a pet is consistency. So, you know, dogs, they they don't understand these situational behaviors where, okay, it's okay to jump on, let's say, it's okay to jump on me, but it's not okay to jump on some guests when they come come into the house. That's that's very confusing for, for dogs to know, okay, well, oh, for some reason, this is okay when I do it this time, but over at some other time, this is not okay. So, um, for example, with Cersei, when I, right from the time I had her, when she was a puppy, anytime that I would come into the house, I would always reach down with my hands and and make sure that my face was on her level. So then I could greet her because when, when you greet dogs, really, they, they want to be close to your face and they want you to pet them and they want you to show them affection. So to do that, you know, you you have to get close to them or else they're going to try to get close to you and they're going to try to get close to your face because that's how, how they want to love you. 
Um, so it's important to, you know, get down on their level. Not necessarily you shouldn't go down on your knees, but you should, you know, drape your your top part of your body down so you can say hi, hi to them. Um, and making sure that your guests do that as well. So then at no point does your dog ever need to, you know, jump up on people that come into the house. Uh, that's one thing I did with, with Cersei and I don't think that, I mean, knock on wood that she's ever jumped on a human being. Something else that's on the consistency. What else is there? Is not feeding your dog from the table. So, you know, a lot of people will yell at their dog if they're, they're begging at their house guests. And it's really hard for a dog to understand that, oh, well, you know, sometimes you give me food. And but now I'm getting yelled at because I'm doing the exact same thing that I was doing the other day. So, you know, if you never feed them from the table, that that won't happen. So let's say if you do want to give them some item that you have on the table, whether it be, you know, your French fry or whatnot, going, putting it in their bowl and then allowing them to eat. So they're still getting that that nice treat, but it's not coming from the table. Just because it's not fair to them to you know, be yelled at sometimes, but, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. That's really smart. With, with training. Um, well, with puppies specifically, there's yeah, really, yeah. Um, the time frame from 12 weeks to 16 weeks is critical for exposure for them. So for puppies, when I was in Philly, it's really important that you try to bring them around everything that they're going to be seeing throughout their whole life. So, you know, that means, bringing them around new people, having those people come, greet them, say hello, always make everything a positive experience. Uh, and, you know, some veterinarians, they, they don't like dog parks. I personally am a, a huge fan of dog parks. Uh, I think it's, it's great for them to spend their energy. It's great for exposure, um, just as long as they're fully vaccinated. So, you know, at, after that 16-week time frame, just, ex- you know, bring them there, allow them to have fun. Cersei would react adversely to different things, really strange things. Like sometimes she would be afraid of a cone, like one of those those orange cones you see in the street. And so, you know, you'd have to go up to the cone, you'd have to pet the cone, tell her, oh, you know, it's okay, Cersei, it's okay. And uh, you just have to do that with a million different things, you know, because they, they see something new and that they're instantly afraid of it. Um, so you try to make as many things as you can positive. Um, so whether that's new big dogs or cats, uh, anything that really you think that you're going to be seeing in during the course of their life, you should try to expose them to. And so obviously between that 12 to 16 week time frame, you, you shouldn't really be going to dog parks because um, they're not fully vaccinated. So during that time, during that critical time frame, I would recommend bringing, bringing them to houses of people that you know, that you know that their dogs are nice healthy, fully vaccinated, and having the exposure that way. Mm, That's a good idea. And it's super important. I never really noticed why dogs bark at certain things. Obviously, maybe the dog like jumps on the couch and sees its own shadow or even in the mirror. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) I love those videos. Go past the park so she could see little kids. Um, Because that was one of my fears is, you know, bigger dogs specifically Dover and Pinchers, they, they tend to have prey drives. So, you know, in the past, I've, I've fostered dogs that had prey drives towards little children. So that was one of my big fears is, okay, I can't have her. But that's a really good idea. And when you were in the city, did you notice that 
Cersei was trained a little bit faster than a typical dog at home? Or was it just because you guys were forced to go out and walk and see all these different things? I think it it really forced that exposure. So, you know, you think about it at least four times per day, we were going on walks. And, uh, and during that time, you know, the city's full of people. So she's seeing all different types of, of people. Um, you know, sometimes people are dressed crazily. Uh, she also sees a lot of little kids. So I would make sure that, you know, we would go try to attack a little kid. So right from the time when she was a puppy, I would try to bring her around as, as, as many little kids as I could. So then she, she wouldn't be fearful of them or try to attack them. It also helps that I have two nieces that are. It's a shadow that the chair gives off at night. Yeah. (laughs) Thinking of things that my sister's dogs would bark at or at night when it's dark out and. Let's see how old are they? Four and seven. So it's the perfect age for exposure. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a positive experience being in, in Philly. I definitely miss it. I would recommend if people have have the time and their their apartment or their house allows it definitely to to get a dog mm-hmm. yeah that's super important and we we see on the news a lot where we hear from our friends about dogs attacking you know them or their family members and you never really know why but it could really be down to the training you know expose the dog to everything and make sure that it's a positive experience for the dog. I really never thought of that. And I think that's super important during that time frame. Yeah. Also, it's, it's important, you know, with dogs that, that do end up attacking humans. A lot of times it's, it's just missed. The humans are missing their signals. So I, I think it's really important to know the signal that a dog is stressed. So one, um, the ear position is a very important, important notifier of how the dog is feeling so you know being straight up is is an alert where being kind of to the side or back is the dog is is nervous um something called a whale eye which means you can see the whites of the dog's eyes that means they're they're nervous that they're uncomfortable with with the situation so a lot of times they'll whale eye to the side so they'll look at whatever they're uncomfortable with and you have to know, okay, my dog is not like this right now. And you have to take your dog out of the situation. Um, another thing, the dogs will lick their lips when they're uncomfortable. So if your dog is, is licking their chops when, when it's around some new situation, your dog is not comfortable. And uh, you should really like either praise your dog and say, it's, you know, it's going to be okay, or just take them completely out. Um, another, another big thing that I do see Cersei do when she's uncomfortable with the situation right after they're exposed to something that they're uncomfortable with and they're walking away. They'll, they'll shake their body. So they're essentially, they're shaking, shaking it off. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign. Okay. Like they're getting over their situation, but they were, they were uncomfortable. So all those things are important to know when you, when you do have a puppy, you know, you learn what, your dog signals are, but some people, you know, they don't pay attention to it or they just think that, oh yeah, he just does that every time. Um, and you just have to know your dog signals of being happy, being stressed, being tired, being sad, um, just for communication between you two. Cause it's, it's a relationship. That's really important. And do you notice 
Well, early on, did you notice these signs super quick? Or were you kind of just looking out for them? Oh, Circe did this. She must have been uncomfortable. And then you kind of catch that each time. So, yeah, no. With I guess I, I knew it from, I guess, school and, and working at a veterinary hospital. They, they teach you these signals, you know, just so you, you don't get bit. But it's something that everyone should really know. Um, if you have a dog, if you plan to ever be around a dog, you should know that their body language. Um, just so you can effectively communicate. And on the subject of, that's definitely really important, signs with your dog. Do you know if Cersei likes you or Ryan better? Does Cersei <laughs> like you better? Uh, <laughs> she mostly likes Ryan better. Uh, oh my yeah, gosh. it's heartbreaking. Um, he's actually the tougher one of us two. We essentially asked the person that we, we ended up adopting her from. I'm definitely more of the pushover, and I, I guess she, she just wants, like, someone that's, that's more on the firm side. But most of the time, I would say 75% of the time she likes Ryan better, and 25% it's me. Yes, which is heartbreaking, because I, I love her so much more. <laughs> I know. Well, when you brought Cersei into the house, were you kind of persuading Ryan or did you both agree I don't remember what you told me uh I it was 100% me Ryan Ryan said no you shouldn't get a dog right now it's not the right time and uh I was you know I was like no like I I think that this is a good idea this is the perfect time you know where we live in the city this is this is the perfect exposure for her Uh, we're gonna have the best dog and the woman ends up giving her giving her to us so yeah it it worked out but yeah no I was the one who wanted her you'll have to help me convince Dylan (laughs) (laughs) you gotta gotta make a pros list and then you have to promise to do certain things like I will always take her out I will clean up her poop he'll have to make it seem like he's getting the better end of the deal I guess (laughs) true that that should work (laughs) we we love taking her, her excuse me her to the dog park I'm just because she really enjoys it. When she sees another dog, she is just ecstatic. You can see it in her eyes. She essentially smiles. Um, it's it's wonderful to see. Um, so dog park is probably our favorite thing. Another thing we like doing now that we live by the beach is we'll go take her to the beach, let her run on the sand. Uh, we'll play fetch on the sand. Beyond that, something, if we're not going to go anywhere, we, we enjoy going for walks. Uh, we taught her how to ride next to us when we ride bikes, so that's fun. And what are some fun things that you and Circe have done together? I've seen that you've hiked before. Um, what are your favorite things that you guys do like, activity-wise with your dog? Well, when we're not in quarantine, uh, we have gone on vacation with her before. I, we went to New Hampshire, and we hiked uh in new hampshire um that's amazing yeah she was she was good she she was a trooper she's the only one who still had energy by the end of it (laughs) (laughs) well yeah there's so many different things that people can do with their dogs if they live close to a park or if they like to hike if they like to go to the beaches and can take their dog on there's so many things 
to do and and playing fetch that's something super simple if they have a big backyard yeah even. oh yeah it's funny busy it's easy to to have a good time with your dog it's you know what are some fun tricks you've taught seriously oh okay we, i've taught her a few cool ones um so one i taught her cpr obviously it's it wouldn't work it's not a cpr that would be effective but um I put this uh, round ball on the floor and I'll tell her to put her hands up and then I'll tell her to do CPR and she'll jump up and she'll hit the, the ball consecutively. And uh, so it looks like she's doing CPR. Uh, that's a cool mm-hmm. one. She knows how to give me all four paws individually. She will give me, so I can tell her to get, you know, back the term that I use is balance. And so she'll give me one of her back paws and then I can ask her for one of her front paws at the same time. And she'll, she'll balance on two of her legs. That's a cool one. Awesome. She knows bang, bang. So I'll shoot her and then she will fall on the floor. Someone that loves you unconditionally. It's uncomparable. Oof, it was a good, like 10 hours with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. Oh my gosh. She, will stand at either side if I tap my side. So if I, you know, tap one side, she'll go sit on one side. I tap the other, she'll go to the other. I can tell her to place and she'll go in between my legs and uh, I can go forward and back at that same time. So it, it sort of, it looks like like a military style way of, you know, walking with your dog. Uh, What else does she know? She knows how to find it. I can hide things around the apartment and I'll tell her to find it and she'll find it for me. And she knows the simple ones too, like spin, sit, down, lay down. I'm sure I'll think of other things that I've taught her, but right now that's all I can think of. That's amazing. These are stellar. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to come over and see them. Yeah, she's. Oh my gosh, Michelle, I'm so inspired by you that you not only are a vet and when you were going through vet school, you adopted a puppy and fully trained her oh my gosh I want to be it. <laughs> oh well, thank you <laughs> this was so much fun I really want a dog yeah. now but I also need you to come done <laughs> I, I will help first <laughs> all right what breed are you thinking about I would love a French bulldog just because I love how they're so like teeny and chunky but I need to do more research because I've seen that sometimes with their respiratory system I don't know if it's true or not but they they might have issues with their respiratory system later yeah, on. Yeah, so they, they definitely do. They have um, a, a few things that, that go wrong with them. So with, uh, yeah, she's spectacular. With their nose, they have what's called a stenotic nares, which means their their nose is, is essentially pinched and it doesn't allow airflow in very well. Um, and then they have an elongated soft palate. So the, the areas separating their nose from their mouth is a little too long and that can get in the way of their breathing as well and the the last thing they have is something called a hypoplastic trachea which means for their body size their trachea is way too narrow so all these three things set up set them up to have extreme difficulties with breathing uh english bulldogs are worse than than french bulldogs but uh you know you have to be really careful in any hot conditions because they just can't breathe fast enough or large enough to cool themselves down so they end up just overheating if people leave them outside too long or if they play pets too long they're really cute 
they're just they're great dogs my gosh yes (laughs) that's that's something really really don't know what if I want to do that right now (laughs) but they're very cute they are Mm -hmm. they're worth it in their cuteness but they're absolutely adorable and they're very friendly yeah so we'll see about that one (laughs) but I have friends who have dogs I could come over to visit you and I could come visit my sisters (laughs) that's true true. (laughs) we'll definitely we'll do research but maybe maybe a French bulldog is for you (laughs) I just will not take it outside in the heat that's true well Michelle this was so much fun and really insightful I really I did really take notes and I obviously recording this but I think this was amazing and I this information was amazing like have your time to well, thank help you. us with more information about puppies <laughs> well, thank you and thank you for for interviewing me and taking the time out of your day I appreciate it I'm so lucky to have you and we'll sit <laughs> and tell Ryan I Will said do. hi stay safe yeah this was fun and I can't wait to see you when this yeah, is all I, over I'm looking forward to, to seeing you and seeing everyone else Dylan too Thank you guys so much for joining today's episode of Bossy Gloss. I hope you learned as much as I did about puppies and bringing in a puppy to your home. Michelle is so impactful and super smart and intelligent in her career. And I'm so happy that she was able to join this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as me.